Welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans, for the fans. And here's your host, Conrad Cushman. Folks, welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans, for the fans. I'm your host, Conrad Cushman. This is night two, night two, night two, preview roundtable with some of my fellow Brain Buster radio teammates here. Uh, we've got Kevin Carroll from Wrestling Reverb. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. Uh, it, I feel like it's been a very long time since we've all gotten together and talked the graps, so I'm looking forward to this. Damn right, Kevin. Um, we got first time on Everything Pro Wrestling, my man Kurt. Kurt, it is so good to have you on the show, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's about time. Um, I know it's a bit difficult due to the time zones and stuff and both of us working, but yeah, the fathers, talk night two of WrestleMania, can't wait. And the reason why we were held up, my man, Mr. Foul Original in the house, <laughs> I hope I'm going to give him a little bit of a Triple H burial before we started this. Foul, what so, is going on, brother? So um, you like did this show for us on our time. And I'm not used to that. So 9 p.m. to me meant 9 p.m. Eastern. So I'm like, that's like 2 a.m. in the morning. It didn't didn't matter that I had like four alarms set up on this phone, which all then started going off at about 10 to 9. Um, and for those of you that didn't join, my green screen, yeah, my beautiful green screen, at any point, any point, they fall directly on me. So if anything else, watch the video version of this, because I will be injured. You are used to and last but not least, the man who we number one have to say happy birthday to Badlands to uh, one of Thank the best, one of the best wrestling community personalities on Twitter, Mister Mags. Mags, how are you? I, I didn't know if you were still talking about me then when you ran about uh, the best community. Yeah, it's an pl absolute pleasure to be here. I can't wait to uh, talk WrestleMania, especially this WrestleMania. It's going to go down in infamy as, as the strangest WrestleMania ever. So, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's have some, uh, let's have some conversation. It's going to be good. And if you guys are in the live chat, do me a favor. How can you help everything pro wrestling out? I don't ask you for money. And if I do, you're going to get something out of it. First... Make sure you guys hit the like button for me. Pretty simple, right? Not too hard. Also, in the comment section, have a conversation while you're in there. And if you're watching this after the fact, leave me a comment down below. I will respond to you. Let me know what some of your favorite WrestleMania matches are that are coming up on this card. Uh, with that being said, let's not waste any more time. Let's talk about the show. Um, this full credit to Bleacher Report, all of that stuff is in the, the description below for where we got all this from. The show is going to be three hours, 15 minutes. I think that's way better than the seven-hour WrestleManias that we've all been used to. Um, someone brought up right. WrestleMania 33, and I had a bad flashback to when I was there live. I mean, I love the Hardy Boys coming out, goosebumps when I see that every time. But when I see, like, the final match and stuff, I'm like, dude, I was so tired. I was like, it's midnight. I lost all my money at the arena. It was terrible. Freaking terrible. I just have so many bad memories. And, I'm, and I saw I went back to the arena to try to get the money. I saw John Cena with Nikki Bella, that horrible angle. I just, everything is just a blur from that WrestleMania altogether. Um, what do you guys think, though, of it being chopped down to three hours, 15 minutes? Thumbs up, thumbs down. It's amazing. I don't have to stay up till half five in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Way right. Better. Right. 
<laughs> Kevin, what do, what do you think about it? Um, you know, I've been like back and forth about it because while that that seven hour seven hour marathon shows are crazy and they're too long and it, it's just it's insane. There's something about it that like it's also like oh you, you get together you get, you get together with the guys you get you know snacks and drinks and popcorn all that bullshit and you sit there for seven hours and you watch wrestling and you have a marathon and I I, I will kind of miss that this year. That said, I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely not gonna miss um, staying up till midnight and I, I can't even imagine what it's like for you guys across the pond because you're watching it basically on our time, which that sucks, but that's just how it goes. Uh, I, I don't hate. I don't hate it though. I'm not not mad about it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Kurt, did you have anything you wanted to add on to what you were saying before? Uh, it's just refreshing, isn't it? Like I can go to bed a, a decent time. Can I say? Like I remember, like some of the managers on about like thirty three. I'm getting to bed at like six in the morning. My alarm's set for seven. And back in the day when I used to be like a pro football coach. Going to work that Monday morning on an hour's sleep doing a full day's worth of coaching was an absolute nightmare. So I'm all for three and a half hours. Like if they can do two nights every single year and just split that time down like they have, I'm all for that. It's a lot better for the international audience, in my opinion. Now, I guess I should have asked you guys this before. I'm going to switch it up when we get to foul here. Um, when you think about all of this in retrospect, how do you think this relates to Wrestle Kingdom? See, like Wrestle Kingdom, I didn't like it as much. But, and I'll say this for everybody who's in the chat, I never, ever, 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 ever want to hear complaining from American fans about what time Wrestle Kingdom starts when these guys get up every single month for Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-views, whatever it may be. They get up to watch this. And if we have to do it one time and I hear complaining, I'm like, dude, shut up. I don't want to hear that. All right. <laughs> so what what do you think, Fowl? How does this relate to uh, New Japan? Because I think Kurt brought up a good point. I think this is refreshing for WWE, but to me it hurt New Japan because of what I'm used to. What do you think? See, that's exactly where I was going to go with this. Yeah. I'm thinking you guys had to deal with what we have to deal with yeah, for just one weekend and the whole of wrestling tour in the US went just like oh I have to stay up till like you know what I don't care we're we'll doing this stuff for like as long as I've been alive probably longer but like having it split over two nights I really like it um the really cool thing for me is that on Saturday night I'm getting to watch part of the show. And then on Sunday night, obviously I do watch alongs. So not having to stay seated in a position for 12 hours straight, like I did last year. Yeah. Mm. Really helpful. Yeah. For sanity and for like just general moistness in the room, because like that's not helped. So <laughs> I, <laughs> it's like, like the one thing, <laughs> the one thing is, is that I love it. Yeah. That this is a two night event. So, this is a great way to test it out. Like, imagine, imagine, yeah. Imagine if this happens every single year. Imagine if every single year we get like two nights and there's a chance maybe to even cut this down. This is the only time in history that we'll probably be able to get away with this. The one thing that I don't like though, is that it's filmed. And I feel that that's what might take away. It'll be really interesting to see what happens on night two because night one, we're all going to be down for it. Night two might be a bit like, I might wait for the results on Monday. And it will also depend on when the results even come out. Like, I've been really lucky. I've dodged and dipped every single spoiler I can. Yeah. But they're out there. 
like they exist and I just feel like maybe two <laughs> maybe two nights maybe two nights uh <laughs> two nights may uh, become a little bit too hard for some of the most hardcore fans. Um, but they're, they're short nights, aren't they? I mean, they're 10, they start at 7 p.m. Eastern and finish at about 10, 11 p.m. Eastern. So that's what time for us about three-ish, four-ish. Yeah. That's doable. That's doable. Like last year I was up, I think I went to, yeah, I was up until like about eight or nine in the morning and that was the show didn't end until half seven. Um, it's really going to give us a chance to find out, like, did we like the... Because what Kevin said is what I used to love as well. It's that, that marathon, like, you sprint the whole way to WrestleMania and then it's one night of just, like, 12 hours of, you know, green light and 12 hours of that, yeah, wrapped around with a little bit of wrestling every now and then. It's really fun. Um, I'm really excited to see the just a different feel from it. Yeah, that that is a good point. Um, Meg, same question kind of about New Japan. I know that you are a big fan of New Japan. Yeah, I, I thought uh, the the New Japan one, it worked in some ways and it, and it kind of didn't. You, uh, you, It was almost telegraphed what, what we were going to get on the second now. But I think we've been, we've been forced into this kind of position. Um, the it, It's like a test. If it works this year, maybe we'll get a two-year WrestleMania next year. If it doesn't work, they'll go back to the seven-hour show. Um, I remember last year's um, WrestleMania. Wow, that was so hard. I think I was a, I did a 30-hour run without any sleep because I did the Warren A show. Then I was on with Foul halfway through WrestleMania. We did uh, some watch-alongs. And then uh, oh, yeah. I think, if I remember rightly, I was on with Kevin and Josh when we did like a breakdown of... Uh, of uh, WrestleMania straight after the show, so yeah, it, it, it's hectic, yeah. absolutely hectic. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic of this two night thing. I think if if anyone can make it work, WWE can make it work. Uh, and a lot foul said I'm I'm a bit concerned about it being filmed, but I, I also can see how they can kind of clean it up and get rid of any kind of like. Um, botches or any uh missed spots stuff like that so i think it could be it could end up being a crisper product uh but yeah it's it's new it's unique it's something that may never happen again in our lifetime so yeah i'm excited for it i could yeah. see them sorry to kick off i could see them doing a second night again to be honest. I, I would really hope that we uh get to see that second night happen once again though that's not a bad idea i think i think it works for them so we're gonna have to see how this plays out and everything but now i want to give a quick shout out to the, some of the people in the chat now it's coming alive here ever since file said the word moist i know that bothers me <laughs> so that, that's a it. hashtag that's a hashtag if i've ever seen one <laughs> um, did want to say moist again, but I feel like you know it just happened. It's crept up on me, slipped out. Uh, <laughs> it does that. Like... Moistness does creep up on you. <laughs> just slips out. Yeah, don't even realize sometimes. Just get your hand and you're like, what? Goddamn! Like so. Uh, yeah, especially <laughs> if that if that happens, you've got a problem. <laughs> well, Let me give some no, shout outs I... to uh, the people in the moist chat. Uh, we got original Biggie in the wow. house. What's going on? Doug, Mr. DHV1992, what's happening, brother? Mr. Floodwater, also across the pond in Ireland. Good to have you in here, Flood. Hopefully you appreciate me doing this on your time for once, right? Um, Connor is in the house as well. Donnie, Donnie, hope you're doing well, brother. Good to see you in here. The Queen of Any, she also just had her podcast have a birthday. Make sure you check her out as well. 
showing some love, showing some love. Uh, we have Mr. Matthew Booth is also in the chat. Uh, he said the thirst is real. Matt, oh, that's five we, minutes, girl. time to say that with moisture going around here. Not the time. But uh, good to have you guys in here. I appreciate it. And someone brought up a point that I just want to talk about really quick. And if you guys can see, uh, everybody who's in here is also in the chat talking. So I love it. I love it. I love it. The idea of the spoilers. I really think if WWE was smart when they went to tape these, I would have filmed two endings to every match for each person. Giving them a win. You had plenty of time just so no one could spoil it. No one would be able to say, well, it could happen this way. So no one could tell. And the day before the event, come in Vince's office and Vince says, I want this finish, this finish, this finish, and this one. And he could change his mind probably while you're sitting in the room getting ready to put it together, putting it on a reel. I changed my mind. Um, but I really think that would be wise of them to do. And like I said, we're going to go through all the matches right now and get everybody's perspectives on them. And let's start with... I think one of the weirder matches on the card for the Raw Tag Team titles, we've got the boys who want the smoke, the Street Profits, the Raw Tag Team champions defending their titles against Angel Garza, and Austin Theory is now stepped into the spot. Big, big move up for this kid to go from, yeah, I'm I'm on Evolve, I'm a big star there, I'm on NXT too, you're on WrestleMania now in a tag team title match. Um, what do you guys think on the state of the tag division and Austin Theory getting the spot, essentially? Uh, let's start with Kevin. Well, this is clearly um, – uh, clearly you have to throw someone into the ring here without Andrade being there. Obviously, Andrade and Angel Garza are the team, you know, being under being under Selena Vega. But Austin Theory, you know, it's crazy. that He's only been in NXT for a cup of coffee. I haven't seen even that much of him. And he's already getting the bump up, but it's clear that they see a lot in him. He's clearly got a lot of potential. Everything I've seen from him has been great. So I'm not sweating him being in this match at all. I think it's actually going to be a really fun match. It's just weird that, like, you know, this is the tag match at WrestleMania. You know, it doesn't seem like – and I'll admit I haven't been following as closely as I, as I wish I was, but – it doesn't seem like this is a WrestleMania match necessarily, and I think that's partially because of you know Andrade having to drop out. That hurts it. Uh, theory, not you know, we, we've only been exposed to Theory for so long, so it, it is a big step up for him. I'm not sure if I necessarily buy it, but I, I think it's going to be a fun match, right? Yeah, four tremendous athletes in there. You have Zelina at ringside is going to be fun because she's so good at what she does that. You know, anything that any slip ups, any missteps, she's going to be able to cover them up just by, you know, just by being herself. Honestly, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. You know, I don't think it's like, I, I, I think you made a good point, Connor. It is one of the weirder matches on this card. If you, if you told me like a couple, like two weeks ago, you told me this was happening. I would have been like, you're crazy. Like, there's no way. Yeah, it's it's weird too not to see like a tag team like the War Raiders on this card either. When you have viable tag teams there and you just put a thrown together team in there but you know what sometimes i think someone behind the scenes said you know what screw it give this kid a shot he looks like a million bucks i don't i forgot how old he is he's in his 20s though i I can tell you i never could look like that if i wanted to you could pay me i could train all i want i would never look like austin theory so i give the dude a lot of credit for getting in this spot kurt uh your thoughts on this match um i'm really intrigued to be honest i don't think wwe have anything to lose 
it's not in front of a live crowd, so you're not going to be overwhelmed by bad reactions. I think it's hard to judge why they've put Fury in there. Like you mentioned, War Raiders aren't on the card. Is that because of health? Is that because they're doing what Roman's doing and saying, I ain't doing that. I, I'm not risking it. And they're entitled to do that. Like, I don't blame anybody that would do that. When I saw it on Raw, I was like, I like this. Managers are a lost art form. And seeing Zelina Vega do it, she's one of the best in the business, if not the best, in my opinion. I find her more entertaining than Heyman at the moment. I think Heyman's quite repetitive. And I like the idea of her plucking out all these upstarts. First, she had Andrade. Now she's plucked up Angel Garza that everyone was thinking, whoa, this is a little bit early. And now, before we know it, Austin Theory, where essentially he was only part-time with NXT, so he is that free agent, and it makes sense her signing her. And I think it's a great route into WWE, and I think I'd like to see him do that more, where people may appear now and again on NXT TV, then go straight to the main roster, because I think that's why we've got less of an impact, because a lot of people get used to their work in NXT already, and by the time they go to the main roster, you might have already had enough of them, shall we say. So I, re I really like it, and Austin Theory, he looks apart, like... You see him on a wrestling show, people are going to pay attention. That, Kurt, that was a really good point you brought up about um, how to utilize the NXT stars. I like that a lot. Uh, Foul, I'm, I'm going to stick with the same question for you, brother. Um, so, like, I've spoken about the the Raw tag team division many times, and it's, it's a bit of a strange one because it feels like it should be bigger than it is but it never is. So this is a really big match for both teams. They're on the Mania card. I mean, Street Profits especially, I thought that they would still be challenging for the titles tonight. I thought that this would have been the night that they won them from, you know, like if everything had gone the normal way, I think this would have been the night you put the belt on belts on them tonight. Big, massive WrestleMania moment. They go out in the crowd, they kiss all the babies. Maybe, you know, I don't know what else they do. Like, Street Profits, isn't it? They go out and get smoke and stuff. And then they run off, and then they do it in the crowd. It's a shame. <laughs> it's, a, it's a shame, though, yeah, that it's not in front of that crowd. And so I think that this match, though, like, like I've heard a little bit about Theory, um, and I've seen some of the stuff that he's done in Evolve, but this is massive. Like, this is, an in this is a match that would have lived on the pre-show. And I think that it's, I think what's really interesting with having these two nights is that both nights should be as important as each other. And maybe a pre-show won't, a kickoff show won't, it does exist, but maybe the kickoff show will be like, how did we get to this empty building? Not like, how do we get to these matches? Um, so this match could have like a lot, a lot to say for the future of the tag division, especially on Raw in the next few weeks, the next few months. Um, but yeah, like very interesting pick. I would have thought definitely like where's War Raiders. I'm also surprised that they didn't just throw a random like ragtag like gauntlet match in there, just a gauntlet tag team match. If you're only allowed four people, five people in at a time due to reasons. But I also think that as Kurt has said, I think that a lot of people have said, you know what? I'm happy with not having the payday this time around. And if you're letting me have a night off, I'm going to go and make myself a TikTok account. Screw this. Like, 
that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I can see people getting freaked out with like the germs coming in for the gauntlet match. I would do something like that if I had the capabilities. Just up, oh, look at this new team coming in. There's germs coming up right here and right here. They gotta wash their hands before they get in the ring. You you could have did some funny stuff with that too. But good points, Val. Uh, Megs, same question, brother. Yeah, it, uh, when we were having our pre-recording uh, kind of chat, and I were mentioning the matches that that looked like they've been chopped and changed. This was. This was the match that I was talking about. It uh, it it seemed that every single day there was a, a new opponent for the Street Profits, um, and I agree with every everyone's points. I think this is a time that that WWE are able to to say, yeah, let's try this. Uh, these new young talents, uh, these NXT guys, give them this kind of stage to to perform on. And I've seen all of Austin Theory's work in NXT, and the guy is an absolute star in the making. And there's definitely a lot of potential behind it because they they put him up against um, Adam Cole, which being the the the, the champion that that shows that they they, they think a lot about Austin uh, Theory, um, and you need to get the Street Profits on this card somehow because they are fun guys. They would have they would have absolutely been amazing with that WrestleMania crowd, really like with that kind of party atmosphere that they bring. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm. I'm excited for the match, but it's just it's just like like we've said, it's a ragtag match. It's just a match that seems to have been thrown together. Andrade can have a great wrestling match with a with a paper sack, so it, it's going to be a, a good match. We're going to have a lot of fun, um, but yeah, it's 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 new. It's it's there's no storyline built to it really. It's just going to be a fun match, and and it adds to this kind of unique re- WrestleMania atmosphere that we're going to get. I think. Yeah, shout out to Aussie Lucian who's in the chat, Mining for Mayhem, great podcast you guys can check out. Uh, Gogo is also in the chat. Not familiar with you, Gogo, but I appreciate you coming on in here, giving your thoughts. Um, it's prediction time, gentlemen. Matt Booth started, so we'll kind of read what he said here. He said, uh, kind of hope Angel and Theory win. Street Profits can get anything over and seem better chasers than champions. Um, I guess I'll start this one off real quick. Uh, I just to respond to that really quick, I don't think the Street Profits are uh, getting everything over. I think it's with a certain demographic it works. I get what they're talking about, but I feel like a lot of the WWE audience doesn't get what they're doing. They're not getting it at this point in time. And uh, I think with the right crowd, the bigger cities work. But I don't think if you're in uh, West Virginia, let's say, for Raw tonight, they, they're not understanding what the Street Profits are talking about. So there's still more work to be done there. And I think they made them very comedic. But as far as the picks, uh, we'll just run through, just say who you got winning this one, guys. Uh, I'm going to take the Street Profits to retain this one just because of a thrown-together tag team. Uh, Kevin, who you got winning this? Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think the Street Profits win. I just can't see them putting the belts on a team that they've thrown together this, this, you know, this hastily. Yeah. Kurt? Yeah, I think Street Profits would win, but I would prefer a Gaza and a Fairy win. Okay. Foul, who you got winning this? Um, I'm going for the Street Profits to retain um, a little bit of stability as much as they can on Raw um, just for the next few weeks. And Mr. Mags. Yeah, clean sweep. I think the Street Profits are, are going to take this. Um, and for the same reasons, uh, as Foul said, they, they're going to need that kind of stability building into future storylines, especially if, if I... That like the rooms are saying that all wrestling is going to kind of be cancelled. Um, yeah, I think the Street Profits are taking this home, but it's going to be a great match either way. 
Next one we got to talk about, another random kind of feeling match. We've got Aleister Black versus Bob Lashley. Uh, very, very weird matchup that's thrown together here. Uh, Lana's been on TikTok. I've been enjoying the dance videos, Lana. They're great. Uh, I don't know if you're going to be ever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm never going to be able to dance like her, but I've been really, really like trying to study as much of it as I can um, just to see if I can maybe mirror the moves. Right. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Wow. We got some new people coming in here. Uh, who is this? Mr. Uh, Kenyon Dion, or Keenan, excuse me. Keenan Dion, what is going on? It's good to have you in here. I like the uh, picture next there with the dog in the Superman shirt. That's a win. That's a win. Um, but let's get into this matchup, shall we? Uh, Alistair Black, Bobby Lashley. Kevin, my question is, who cares about Bobby Lashley? What's next for Alistair Black, in your opinion, after this? What, what's no, I don't care about Bobby Lashley. I, I, I didn't know this was <laughs> happening. Um, yeah, Alistair Black, I'm not saying he does. I, I, obviously, Bobby Lashley still has some weight to his name, and a, and a win over him for Black will be big. I, I, it's a good win. I, it's definitely better than beating jobbers every week. So I'm, I'm – I'm about it for Alistair Black. As for what's next, though, don't you don't you want to see him get into some some semblance of title contention somewhere? You know, ever since the Ricochet Alistair Black team broke up and they were challenging for the tag belts a little bit, um, he, just, he really doesn't. It really seems like he's been a little listless. He's had great matches with Buddy Murphy, but what came of them? You know, like nothing really came of them. So I, I'd like to see him win in, in a convincing fashion over Bobby Lashley. It's never It never quite goes like that. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of back and forth. I'd like to see him get a big convincing win and then step up to somebody, step up to the plate, and, and, and challenge for a title. I don't care what title it is. Probably something on the mid-card. Uh, I don't even know which mid-card title is on Raw at the moment, but I think it's the U.S. title. Uh, yeah, challenge for that. Yeah, good points there. Uh, Kurt, what what do you got for uh, this one here? Uh, Alistair Black, what do you what do you think's next for him, or what do you want to see happen with him? Um, I want to see him do the black mass when the bell rings and just get the match over with. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, basically. <laughs> I think that's best for everyone. Um, I like what Queen posted, and I've seen a few other people post it on Twitter with the unholy Trinity. Shall we say? Could he be? Part of that, even if it is something, or is it just a phrase that everybody's getting torn between? But they need to do something with him. The guy's a legit badass. Um, maybe if McIntyre takes the belt, McIntyre Black, that'd be somebody that could step up to McIntyre and just have some absolute classics of just battering each other. Mm. Okay, not bad, not bad. Uh, Mr. Fowl, thoughts on Alistair Black? Um. So... Like I didn't realize that when people knocked on the door that they got Bobby Ro- uh, Bobby Roode, Bobby Lashley. Uh, sorry, I think about Bobby Roode. Um, so yeah, I like. <laughs> I was thinking about something really interesting and entertaining as opposed to Bobby Lashley, and I thought of Bobby Roode. But like, um, I really like Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I really do. And like, he's been kind of screwed over a little bit in his WWE run. Like, I felt like he was actually building to something with Leo Rush, and I felt like. He was getting there and like they might give him a chance and then Lana popped along. I love the Lana, like Lashley storyline. All of that stuff was hilarious. Like, but what is happening with Lashley now? Like it was funny. It was funny. Like what is, <laughs> what is happening with Lashley now? Like, I don't understand. Like he doesn't 
seem to have any kind of direction. Like, he's got more of a direction than I'm guessing Rusev does, and that's a new direction. But, <laughs> but, um, one thing that I don't like about Lashley right now is that, like, it's just that Lashley it doesn't have anywhere to go. And where does he go after this? I think that putting him in that triple threat that he had with, um, you know, for the title not that long ago, that triple threat in the more contenders match, I thought that was interesting. And I thought that that could have been something him versus um, him versus Lesnar. So maybe you put Lashley against McIntyre. I think that's a really, really, really good matchup as well. Le um, Lashley versus McIntyre. They've still they've got beef from TNA. They've got beef from years ago, and they've just got like and yes, Impact. Exactly what Kurt says there. Impact Lashley was a goddamn animal, and I don't understand where we lost him. Like he's lost in translation. He came over and he just disappeared. Can can I add to where he where he messed up? Yeah. He burnt that bridge with Vince back in his initial run. I think Bobby, see, I'm gonna bring up some controversy here. Was that the crystal? Was that the crystal stuff? Yes, yes. The initial run that he had that he left with uh his, I think she was his wife at the time, or something. I don't know what the deal was. They were boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, something like that. They had a kid together, but I think that a lot of people give Vince crap for, oh, he doesn't push uh, African-American talent, whatever you want to say. I disagree with that because I think Vince McMahon loved Ahmed Johnson, and I think Vince McMahon loved Bobby Lashley. Does he portray them the best? Absolutely not. But I do think that if you have the look that he wants, we know where I'm going with that. If you're a big, mm -hmm. muscled-up, bound yeah. person, he will push you. But – he respects business more than that. And if you burn that bridge that he had a big match with John Cena, he got to be in WrestleMania 23 with the hair hair match with uh, Trump and McMahon. He gave him big spots. He was setting him up and Lashley kind of just said, you know what? Pfft, I'm out. And then he went to impact dominated. Lashley is still a hell of an athlete. He, he needs something to help make him more interesting if you're not going to push him in the Brock Lesnar fashion like impact did. I think that's what really hurt him. Mags, uh, jump into this. Again, this is one of those matches that, that keeping out of the loop and not knowing uh, the card, this this has thrown me. This is not a match that I ever expected. I think they kind of missed a trick with Alistair Black and not having him involved in the AJ Styles and Undertaker um, uh, match. I think he could have really uh, done with that rub. And I think both guys are kind of floundering um <laughs> is physically seen. <laughs> um, I think both guys are kind of uh, uh, floundering on 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 the main roster, and yeah, it's weird where will either of them go after this match because there doesn't seem to be anything like set up in the in the future. I am majestic, Matt. I am very very majestic. Um, so yeah, it's, again, I agree that it, it should be a decent match, but I also would love to see Kurt's idea of them. Um, of just the one black mask straight away and bang, fire over. Uh, but yeah, it's just another kind of wacky, like thrown together match, and yeah, it's, it's gonna it's gonna make for an interesting show. 
All, all this you will be laughing if you have to go on YouTube <laughs> that are popping up throughout all of this. I know Mrs. Max isn't watching. Shout out to Matt Booth. He had some good comments there. Uh, Zachary Shiloh has joined us. And Derek, also in the house. Uh, usually you catch him with me when we do our AEW reviews. Uh, but... <laughs> And I don't know what this is to Kevin one three two. <laughs> the high school musical reference, man, and it's wrong. So that's all I gotta say. Everybody, let's start with Mags. Mags, who's your pick for this match? Alistair Black. I don't want to see Bobby Lashley win a match. Foul. <laughs> please be Alistair Black. <laughs> please, <laughs> please. Kurt. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna share the same sentiment. Please, Alistair Black. Kevin, it's it's got to be Alistair Black, right? <laughs> another, another sweep in the book, boys. <laughs> another sweep for the round table. Nobody wants to see Bob Lashley win. He got Bobby Lana. Lashley doesn't want to see Bobby Lashley win. So you know, probably <laughs> you didn't even need to finish that sentence. You just made it to say nobody wants to see Bobby Lashley. You know what? I, I wouldn't mind seeing him versus Lesnar, though. Like, that's the weird thing. Like, you have to put him in the right matchups. Like, I would love to yeah. see Lashley versus Lesnar. But if you're not doing that, then I'm just like, ah, I don't care. Whatever. If that match happens, yeah, you want that match to happen, main event at WrestleMania, and you want Lashley and Lana in one corner, and you want Brock Lesnar and Sable in the other corner, and that match, oh, I'm my God, to. all the money, all the money in the world, and I would pay at least $9.99 <laughs> to watch that match. At least, <laughs> very least. <laughs> I think this works for Files' comment too. There you go. Stars in my eyes right now saying that. You know what though? I think it would be better if they did video montages of them working out with their wives, like Lesnar and Sable carrying a log up the hill, taking ice baths together, like just getting in there. <laughs> you can just uh, really Lesnar to turn it with a tree trunk here, taking it all the way down to Sable, and Sable's whittling it into chopsticks for their dinner later on. Oh my god, that's the kind of content I'd be ready for in quarantine right now. Like uh, Vince, <laughs> if you look in the description box, that's how to reach all guy. of these gentlemen and myself, you could you could pay us. That's creative right there for you. <laughs> to see uh, that, they don't have to pay us. We'll do it for free. Ooh. No nine ninety nine required. That's YouTube free. <laughs> that is. <That's> a... <laughs> uh, let's get to the next match. This one intrigues me, and I don't know if everyone in the live chat's gonna roast me for this or whatnot. Prince Rockstar, what's up? I see you. Um, Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. I'm invested in this. Why? I'm a big guy. I know what it's like to not get the pretty girl. Mandy Rose. When I see her, I get lost in the music. The bubble, bubble. I'm I, I'm floating just like Corey Graves. I'm like, it's Mandy, bro. Look at that's Mandy. It's Mandy. You just get lost in all of it. And I know what it's like to be Otis. You like cake. You love your grandma. You love your mom who makes the cake. You're you're feeling it, but nobody thinks you could get the girl. And she's finally talking to you. You're like, hey, she might be interested in me. This has a lot of weaving since Valentine's Day, the whole who sent the text message. It was probably Kevin Nash. We don't know what happened with this, but Dolph Ziggler versus Otis. Dolph gets his first singles match. What do you know? Um, this is a big moment for them. What do you guys think of this storyline? Let's go uh, Let's go in the middle here. Let's start with Kurt on this one. I've really been enjoying it, to be honest. I think... With Otis, when he first came on the scene, it's like, right, how much do these guys have? Apart from 
doing the massive slug, which is amazing, and the oh yeah, and stinks and weights took it, and all that. Guys, <laughs> it was like, what what can they do with that? But I think he's shown like how good of a actor he is as well. Like when his heart breaks, yours do you you you're there with him, and I think he's gone above and beyond during this and. It's good to see Dolph doing something like Dolph and Mandy together look visually like brilliant. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Mm, I like it, uh, Kevin. What do you think? What do you think of this? Oh, I love it. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm in love with Otis. I am so in love with Otis. Everything he does, I just, I, I. I relate to, I feel for him. I want him to win so bad. I want him to get the girl. I want him to have everything his heart desires. I want him to have. Ziggler is doing such a good job playing like the, the piece of shit guy. You know, you've got the girl. He's got it all. He's got the hair. He's got the, the physique. You know, he's, he's, he's got it all. And, and Otis is the everyman. You know, Otis is so easy to root for. Right. Uh, Ossolution just made a great point that Michael Cole and Dolph Ziggler now have the same amount of WrestleMania singles matches. <laughs> 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 this is The real question is, is will they have the same win-loss record at WrestleMania? That's the real question. Um, and also, he has the same number of matches as Jerry the King Lawler at WrestleMania. This is true. I, I can't believe Jerry Lawler didn't have at least one or two more in there. But um, when you see this one, Fowl, what, what do you think of the idea of Otis Dolph Ziggler? I mean, is this working for you? Is this where the payoff actually could happen? Or do you think they save it for a bigger stage? So I love this. Like, I've loved this whole storyline. Um, it's real. Like, it's probably one of the most relatable storylines that the WWE have done for a long, long time. Like, the Lana, Lashley stuff, yeah, it's all funny, yeah, they're all... But it's not relatable whatsoever, and they made it so ridiculous when they overcomplicated it, yeah. Because I look a lot like Lana. I understand this, yeah. So I understand that every now and then I'll get my own Lashley. I get that, yeah. But, like, that's relatable for me, but for everyone else. <laughs> like, so, like... The big thing about that whole storyline was that it became unfeem, it became like unwieldy, it became like ridiculous. But that was part of it. With this story, it felt like something that legitimately had happened. You've got someone who feels like you know the person that they like is out of their league, but they find out they're actually the the real person. And I think it showed a lot of humanity for wrestlers as well. Like it showed that wrestlers are real people and they have real like situations where these odd couples come together. However, then there's Ziggler, it's classic Ziggler, the classic guy coming in, kicking the sand in your face. You want to see that guy get his ass kicked. And this is one of those pure storylines. So I love it. And you know what? Yeah, like the SmackDown tag team title match, absolutely insanely amazing at Elimination Chamber. Those guys, whatever happens at Mania, Tucker and um, Otis, they earned that spot to have a singles match because they would did some stuff that I didn't even realize that people their size could do unless they were called Samoa Joe and then they normally break themselves, even though I love Samoa Joe. So please don't take that seriously. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was really, it was, it was a really, it's a really good match. Um, and I can't wait to see Dolph Ziggler get his ass handed to him. 
as um, soon as file as soon as you said that i heard samoa joe's like theme music hit in the background what you doing here? Right oh, behind the green screen i've been waiting no one, <laughs> the thing is he is behind there that's who knocked it over earlier on same guy <laughs> through the pie at kevin owens they're both right there and they both call samoa joe so, yeah Mags, I have a question for you that's a little bit different. Mags, are you really a coal miner? Allegedly. <laughs> I can't stand Michael Cole, but allegedly I'm a coal miner. <laughs> mm. But uh, what, what do you think of this whole feud, Mags? Is, is this something you could buy into? I mean, you, we know usually it hurts our hearts when there's a pretty girl involved in a storyline and the guy wants her. Heartbreak is something that I think Vince laughs at in the background, like, ha, 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 that's great for this story. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think I, the guys have, have said it perfectly. This is the most intriguing storyline going into WrestleMania. He's, Otis is us. He's one of us. He's basically the epitome of, of us as wrestling fans wanting to get that hot girl and getting, like I said, the sand kicked in our face, the 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 jock getting the woman and and he's the he's the guy that's gonna fart back for everyone who's been kicked in the in, in the face, everyone who's been turned down by a um a pretty lady. He's going to be standing up to to that bully and and he's gonna be be the per, the man of the people. So yeah, this has been an amazing storyline. And if you don't love Otis you're dead inside. The guy is so lovable. I just want to cuddle him. I just want to give him a big cuddle. <laughs> that's 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 what Otis probably wants to hear too. So, boys, before we give our prediction for this one, I want to know who who's the bad one in this. Who who sent the text message? Is it Mandy? Is it uh, her her tag team partner? Is it Kevin Nash? Who who do you guys think sent the te- text message? Some people think it could be Tucker too. Uh, Kevin, who do you got for the prediction and who sent the text? I hope it's not Tucker because I don't want those two to break up. I know like no. it's become like a thing. And I, I, you hear it a lot with the new day too, where everyone's like, Oh, when are they going to break up? Who's going to be, who's going to turn on who? I don't think you have to have every tag team's end game be breaking up. I think some tag teams are just destined to be that they're destined to be tag teams. And I think Otis and Tucker are one of those teams. So I would say Sonia, because I think Sonia should be breaking off on her own sometime soon. I think she sent the text. I think she's the bad egg here. And I think that she could just be doing a lot more. Mm, good points, Kevin. Uh, Kurt. Could it be both of them? Could it be Sonia and Tucker? Where <laughs> I've been there. Go ahead. They, they both miss their friends. Like Mandy's not the real Ma- Like Mandy's not Mandy from six months ago. That Sonia was best friends with. Vic, like ruining the women's division, and all of a sudden, like Otis doesn't care about stakes, weights, and tuckies, like everything Monday. So, could it? I would like it where it'd be both of them, where it's actually we try to do it where it could be quite relatable. Like, they will try to do it because they miss their friends, so you can see why they would do that. And it just hey, let's fuck these guys' lives up, um, instantly. But yeah, I'd go with both of them. Mm. Mr. Fowl. So if we follow like normal WWE booking logic, I'm assuming it's Tucker and he's going to be professing his undying love for Otis. Um, more, oh, than yeah. for Zig- more than likely for Ziggler though, really. Yeah, I'm coming. Because he's a jock. 
<laughs> exactly. Oh. That's all he wanted. All he wanted was a little bit of that cake. He never got the cake from Mandy. Never got the cake from his mom. So he went to go find Ziggler. Ziggler didn't get no cake. So then he goes back to Otis. And Otis has already found himself new golden cake kind of situation. Golden syrups everywhere. But um, I would uh, I would say that, yeah, possibly, I would say Tucker, yeah. Like, it's going to be Tucker. Because that is the logic like that That's, is Vince logic. That is Vince logic. That is like, oh, so screwed him over, taking the woman away from him. I've, I've taken his cake away from him. Now I'll take his uh, friend away from him. And then I'll take his job away from him. And I'll take his, I don't know what else he takes these days. I'm not sure. He's a little bit old. He probably takes quite a lot of vitamins. He's half but, of his um, name. <laughs> <laughs> he's now just old. <laughs> You're now old. <laughs> like, I can see it's, but I would really, I, I would like it to. It would be nice to be Sonia Deville. I think that that would be a really nice kind of change as well. I really follow like the story of like that. You're saying, Kurt, like that would be awesome. Like they want to get their friends back, and like this is all that would be very relatable as well. Um, but I mean, we're all kidding ourselves. It's obviously going to be Hornswoggle. So, like. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, he's only little, so he counts as half as a person. So you get him straight to the performance center. You can get two of them in there. Yeah. I'll be watching some old TNA stuff, juniors of division. But you can get Otis in there and get that dude from the New Jack documentary the other night. Yeah. Two of them. That counts as one person. Problem solved. Done. Um, Megs, what do you think? I, I, I want it to be Sonya because I like Kevin's theory, but it's it's gonna be it's gonna be Tucker. Vince loves to split people up. He 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 loves to basically shit on the everyman. So I think it's gonna be Tucker, and it's gonna break man and all of WWE's universe's hearts when it happens. But yeah, Tucker's gonna he's gonna screw over his his pal Otis. So who's everybody taking for this one? Because uh, I, you know, I I feel like Sonya Deville's too obvious, and this would have been the time, like you know, how they did the the uh, storyline with Lana and Liv Morgan came out. This should have been the storyline that had the the lovers quarrel between these two. Like, wait, what? And it would have worked out perfectly. But they already played the card, so you can't do it again. Um, In this one, I'm going Dolph Ziggler gets the win. I think this continues a little bit longer. I think they want the crowd to be there for this one. This could be like their big we're back on television kind of angle that they could go with. Uh, Kevin, did you make a pick on this for the match? Um, You know, it's I've I've been going back and forth with it in my head, but I I kind of agree. I think Ziggler is going to win here, and I think Otis is going to get his moment at a bigger obviously this is wrestlemania but it's not wrestlemania in a way you know it's i think he's gonna get his moment in a bigger venue bigger stage okay kurt um i can't see ziggler losing his first singles match at mania like if he does the guy needs to punch vince and quit so like how can you have ziggler only having his first singles match now and yeah, if he loses to the Caterpillar, it's going to be... Um, as much as I love Otis, Ziggler should be winning. I can concur with that, Foul. Um, as much as I would want the Thirsty Thirsty Caterpillar to win this match, unfortunately, um, I think it's going to be Ziggles. Because, like... That is the kind of thing that Vince would do to us as well. Like, especially for this is a two-night situation. This is night one, yeah. And then Vince can do the biggest experiment he's ever done in his life. Send the crowd home. Send the crowd home. Sad. I can't even say words anymore. Send the crowd home. Sad. So like night one, everyone's sad. It's Empire. It's all the downer. Then the next night, we get the big, you know, we get the big flurry and the big like haha, and we're all happy and stuff. But like 
definitely like I just don't want Ziggler to lose this match. I I follow Ziggler's career for so long, and I feel like it's stuff like this that really puts him down. Like not because it's not a great storyline, and not because he'd be losing to Otis, but just because every time he gets a shot, he just he's never there. So like, how can you be the show off if you never all you do is show up? Like you know, it's like, he didn't do that much either. Yeah, look, mm, I, Rob, Rob's usually on the podcast. I tell this story every time. The moment I knew people did not care about Dolph Ziggler, they did the brand split. They brought it back. They were in Buffalo when Dolph Ziggler won a match to be number one contender for Dean Ambrose at the time's uh, title. He got the title match at SummerSlam. You guys remember that? In yeah. Buffalo, fans stood up and cheered. Everybody who usually watches, yeah, Dolph won. The Rob, who's always on the show with me, Rob's got up and he was like, Man, Dolph Ziggler sucks. I'm tired of investing my time in him. And he was upset that he won. And I was like, wow. And he was like, I'm done with him. He was like, it's over. I've put too much time in. They never let him win. I'm done. Like, he he just couldn't care anymore about anything he's done since then. So it's wild. Mr. Mags, what do you got for this one? I'm, I'm going to clean sweep it again. I think uh, Dolph's getting this victory. And I also don't think we'll get the the kind of redemption for Otis because I, I believe that Tucker versus Otis is what's going to happen in the future. And I think Dolph is going to ride off into the sunset with uh, with Mandy Rose. So, yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, with Dolph. Not mad at it. That's another sweep by all of us. That's crazy. I think we're going to start getting some dissension here, though, on the uh, second half of the card. Match four. I got the Firefly Funhouse match down. We've got the person that everybody got into wrestling in the last 10 years because of. John Cena is in this match taking on The Fiend Bray Wyatt. The storyline seems to be playing off of their WrestleMania 30 tension. Uh, I remember how badly people like Derek in the chat, I was watching live with him, uh, hated that finish to the match and what they did. And that was kind of the beginning of the end of Bray Wyatt as his character getting wins and having momentum. The month before they faced the Shield, everybody thought all these great things were happening. He beat Daniel Bryan. Bray's getting closer to the title and then, poof, gone. Never the same again after this WrestleMania 30 match. Um I think they could do some really fun stuff here if they play this right. Take advantage of having no crowd, in my opinion, guys. Uh, the first thing I have written down here, not even a question. I wrote Lucha Underground down. If you guys are familiar with the show, you've seen their theatrics and everything else that they do. Is this the kind of match that you could apply the Lucha Underground logic to? And when I say that, I mean you could have this be more like a movie and have it play off like that. And I think you play off of the horror film sense uh, let us go with. Let's start with Mags first this time. Yeah, I like your 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 ad, uh, idea of a blue blue underground, but I kind of see this more as almost a Hardy compound kind of thing, where they've they've Cena and and Bray have been able to to film this this Firefly Funhouse match. Um, yeah, it, it's another one that it is it's a thrown together match, but it's so interesting. Uh, John Cena coming back um, is is as much grief as he gets for being big match. John, the one thing that he is good at is uh, making his opponents look like they're very very credible. And I think right now after the the debacle at Super Showdown, I think Bray and the Fiend kind of need that that build up again um so yeah I'm, I'm interested to see what kind of wackiness that uh that 
that Bray can come up with. We all know how creative he is. Um, and if he's been given free reign because of this like, extraordinary WrestleMania, wow, we could get something really, really special here. We could. I really like that. Uh, Mr. Elijah Washington has joined us in the chat. And yes, I do know File. I'm I feel famous too, just knowing him. Um, and you know what? Let's kick it to File next while we're talking about the guy. File, what do you think of the idea of this match? Maybe having some movie theatrics behind it. I'm a big horror film fan. That's why I bring this up. I'm totally down for this. So down for this. This is the way this match has to happen. This is the way this match had to happen. Whatever was going on with the world right now. Um, I really think that this is the kind of match where you can play around with everything. You can play around with physics. You can play around with wins and losses. You can play around with everything within the match. So you could have Bray lose in this match and then still continue on in the match because it's all filmed beforehand. I think it's the safest way to do this. Um, I think it's a very interesting concept from Cena as well because I was thinking about this during a watch along for AEW Dynamite last uh, last night and I was watching along and I thought it's really interesting if they did this as a film because you could have someone like a John Cena have this match every year at Wrestlemania because the major issue tends to be with Cena and like with The Rock and with a lot of these people that are superstars now the insurance won't cover them having a wrestling match but would the insurance cover a stuntman doing majority of the work while he's out there? <laughs> while he's out, he is a cool guy. Actually, I heard this dude. He's a cool guy. Um, <laughs> like you could have all of that happen, like beforehand, and you could then sign it all off. Basically, treat it like a movie. And this is literally, I think I've said moist one, so I don't want to say wet dream. Oh crap! But this is like Vince's wet dream, yeah, because it's a movie. Mm. So what happens is live, yeah. So it's a it's a movie essentially, and he loves to make movies. I think that we definitely see something similar between this and the um, the WrestleMania match between uh, Goldust and Roddy Piper. You know that match that they had years back, the Hollywood yeah. backlot brawl thing. I see a lot of I have a lot of feeling with that. I think that that's where they're going to draw from, and I'm really excited. Like I'm really excited to see. Bray get a chance to not just be fodder for someone at Mania. And if they were in the ring, he would have been fodder. He would have taken the seventh move of Doom, which is just, you know, creative control. And then the seventh move of Doom, straight and take him out. So, like, I'm, a, I'm really happy that they're having this match. And I'm happy that, under current circumstances, that Bray's probably going to get a lot more give in this match than he would have if Vince was really in charge. Mm. Okay. Uh, Kurt, what do you think of this match? Um, to go with like what you guys have been re saying, really, and I think one of the things that would kind of miss was the House of Horrors match that Bray's already had experience doing, what he did with Randy Orton. Some of it was a bit... It was a test. It was the first time they did it. I think, like you said, with the Lucha Underground stuff, the stuff with um, Broken Matt or Woken Matt, where they've tried doing that sort of stuff, they've had experience in that. I definitely have something similar to that. And I think it's a really unique, unique thing. Bray has to win. But my damn bloody hell, with those hashtags, it's going to be gushing in a minute. <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> but, wait, wait, wait. We're British though, yeah. So we could say spotted dick one time and they'll laugh, yeah. And then we'll explain it's a dessert. And then we'll be like, yeah, would you like to spot it? <laughs> this has probably been the most wild chat in history. I'm, I'm probably getting this right now as the most wild chat. <laughs> Uh, you two, if you're listening, we, we've said moist, dance, slapping, dripping, blue chew. Pay me. It's all right. Look, look for the look for the context, YouTube. You look for the context, yeah. It was all within context, yeah. We were talking about things that were moist and horror. <laughs> it was all PG. It was PG. I'm putting the explicit on this just, just in case you got kids around. Um, but, but, yeah, going, going back to it. I think there could be... They could do something really interesting. Everybody that's lost to Bray Wyatt has come back something different. Everybody's been wanting a different John Cena for years and years and years now. He can go away for however long. And then when he returns, with maybe a bit more of an edge, like a bit more like the Fugonomics, no, like ruthless aggression or anything like that. This is the perfect way to change John Cena. Hmm. Uh, Kevin, I'm going to switch it up for you. Uh, we had a good question from Elijah Washington. He wants to know two things. First, do we see the debut of Sister Abigail here? Honestly, um, this would while this would be the time for it, I, I think that ship has sailed. I don't think there's ever going to be a Sister Abigail. I think you know if they wanted to do that, they should have done that a long time ago. They probably should have done that with uh, Wyatt and Orton in 2017. That, that probably would have been the perfect time for it. I, I'm not really interested in Sister Abigail as as a as an actual character anymore. Um, I, I'm going to get everyone else's quick thoughts on that too, but I, I feel like with certain things like that that are part of the character, it's better to keep them a mystery. I never want to know anything about Sister Abigail. Yeah. I always want to be like, what the hell is he talking about? Because it makes people wonder, and then you're just like, it's an element of the character that leaves mystery there, and sometimes you just need to leave that there for them. Uh, Kurt, what do you think? Sister Abigail debut? Hopefully not. It shouldn't be Liv Morgan either. Um, I just wouldn't buy that. I would not buy it right now. Um, and let's face it, we all wanted to know who that Mr. GM was, and it turned out to be Hornswoggle. That was a disappointment. <laughs> this would be a disappointment. I think the mystique behind it wouldn't match the reality. Foul and Mags, I'm going to switch it up real quick. Uh, what about Bo Dallas? getting brought up maybe to help out Bray. What do you guys, do you guys think of that? What What do you think? Is it worth it? Did, would he make a good sister Abigail? I mean, Bray did for that very short period of time that he was behind the little veil thing. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> like barista Abigail. Like, I mean, wow. I just, I can't like, believe you just said that. Pal. <laughs> oh, well, no. you've got to be positive and all you have to do is believe that. I just, like, I love Bo Dallas. I wish that he'd come back, and I think that the Lee Swoggle, no one will leave Swoggle alone. He's amazing. I, I, I think that for Abigail, yeah, ship sailed. For Bo Dallas, I think there's a lot there. Um, I think it would be really cool to have the Cult of Wyndham thing that they're, <laughs> they're looking at. Uh, they're looking at the Cult of Wyndham. Uh, I think that's really interesting. That could be really cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's me. Okay, Meg. Yeah, I think Bo being involved could be interesting, uh, could add like a, a, a fresh element. But I, I've got to agree with everyone else. I think the sister Abigail ship has, has well and truly sailed. And I don't think he'd ever 
live up to everyone's expectations because it, it's it's been such a, a big topic for wrestling fans for so long that no matter who was that character, it would end up being kind of a damp squib. Uh, so, yeah, I think we should just leave that as, as an unknown character. Um, but, yeah, Bo being involved in some shape or form could be interesting. Yeah, uh, or even both the B team. Mm. Curtis Axel, he needs to pay me. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be bad for him maybe to get some followers back. Uh, Kevin, I'm going to flip it back to you, though, about this. Um, a little insight. Who, who do you got winning this one? Give you some more talk time here. It, I almost want to say John Cena I think that would be, like, the most remarkable troll they could ever do. It's just like, oh, you know, we've, been, we've got this crazy fiend character, but he still loses to Cena. But, no, it, it's got to be Bray Wyatt. It's, oh. He deserves it. He deserves it. an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> See you next year, everybody. Do, 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 do. I think I think we're gonna tear. I would not have a problem if John Cena won because it would be like the funniest thing that ever happened. But it has to be Bray Wyatt. It has to be the Fiend. I I don't think I don't think it'll be the funniest thing. Uh, I'm gonna show you guys what Derek said in the chat. Uh, he <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see how mad he will get this time. He said it's gonna be pretty. Kurt, who do you got winning this one? It has to be the fiend. If John Cena wins, then you won't even see me either. I'll be gone. Mm. Foul. Um, it's got to be the fiend, man. It's got to be the fiend. If someone's getting beat, it has to be Bray Wyatt, not the fiend. That's my only, my only thing there. But please let the Invisible Man not win this time. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Everything Pro Wrestling, it's your boys from the Everything College Basketball Podcast and Facebook group. I'm Josh Burton, letting you all know that if you like the college game, that there's only one spot to come find all you need to know. Yep, Josh, Peyton, and myself, Tyler. We are the three voices of ECB podcast and Facebook group. Peyton, tell them where they can uh, find us and listen to us at. Well, Tyler, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and all other podcast hosting sites. Also, go join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups like Everything College Basketball. So if you want everything you need to know about the collegiate game or have a passion for it, there's only one spot that you need to check out on a weekly basis or a daily basis with the Facebook group. That's everything college basketball. Now let's get back to Conrad informing you on everything pro wrestling and the workings around it. Brother. Mr. Mags. You know, I'm, I'm tempted to go with uh, Big Batch John. I really, really am. Uh just so everyone loses their absolute shit. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's got to be the Fiend. He needs it, doesn't he? After, after what happened at Super Showdown, he needs to be the Fiend winning. But I would not rule out a John Cena win. Vince loves that guy so, so much. And 
who anti buried in his career. It might as well bury the fiend as well. But I'm gonna go with the fiend. Time out. I have to clarify. I'm also going with the fiend. Uh Elijah, we know you didn't mean Bo Dallas' sister Abigail File just took it all the way over and just he, he's running. Me, let him rock. Just let him rock. But we know what you meant with that. Um now next match. I really don't have any questions for this. This is the SmackDown Live women's title. It's in another big, uh, what is this, a five-way? six? It, are there five or six people in this match? I don't remember. Five, is it five-pack now? Didn't they no, lose know. someone? Wait, is Dana, Dana, Brooke, Dana Brooke's out? And Lacey, oh, yeah, and Lacey Evans. Oh, no, Lacey Evans is still in the match with Dana Brooks out because, yeah, yeah, because the thing, yes. current climate thing. Yeah, we can't. The thing that can't be said on YouTube. I thought it was on about Batista's thing. Oh, no, no, that's, that's not that size. That's not that size. Yeah, that's the index that you... This is the thickness of the book which shows you where the location of the size of the picture is. Listen, I'm telling you guys this. If you ever ask me a question, this is what scares me about doing phone calls on my live streams. I always want to say, but I think that's going to be a question that comes up. I'm just going to have to cut it off and be like, moving on, uh, we got a call coming in from uh, 718. What's happening? But I don't have any interest in this. I mean, the only redeeming thing I guess to talk about will be Bailey and Sasha. I say give your pick and kind of what you want to have happen in this one. Um let us go with Bow first. Um, so I'd like Bailey to win this. Like I, I feel like she should. Um, if they're going to do anything between Bailey and Sasha, um, I think that that should happen later on in the year. If we would have had an another, oh yo, if we had would have had an an evolution too. Um, if we would have actually had one coming up this year, I think that that would have been the blow off. Um, you would have had that as a co-main event. That is the co-main event, and then whichever MMA stars popping in for a quick little, you know, shot or whatever, like they can come in and have the other main event, and that could be a very interesting package. Like it could speak to both sides. Um, so I'm really excited to see Bailey come out the winner here with help from Sasha and no turning. They just support each other um, until we go further on down the line. That's where I kind of hope it goes. Okay. And so Bailey's your pick? Yep, Bailey. All right. Let us go. Let's jump up to Kevin. Oh, Kevin. okay. Um, a couple things. Uh Tamina's in this match. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. Um by the way, Lucian said if Tamina loses, there will be a one-man riot wherever he is. So that's that's where that jogged my memory. I, I saw that comment. Thank you very much, uh Lucian. Um the woman that literally shows up for work for the first time in like nine months and she's in a WrestleMania women's title match. Gotta, gotta love that hustle. Uh, that said, I, I agree with foul. I think Bailey should win because I don't see them really furthering any like storylines here with this match. I don't see them taking the belt in any new direction. So I feel like why take it off Bailey now? You know? Mm, good point. Good point. Uh, let's go to Mags. I've got the perfect reason why I take it off Bailey because she sucks as a heel. She's <laughs> awful at it. Um, so yeah, take that title off off uh, Karen complaining to a supervisor. Um, yeah, I, I see Sasha Banks winning this and uh, or a dark horse of uh, of uh, Lacey Evans. Yeah, I just don't buy 
Bailey as a as a heel, and I don't think she's done anything to kind of uh, elevate the, this SmackDown title. And I think putting it on someone like Sasha Banks, who can naturally be a heel, um, yeah, I think that that's the way to go. Um, Kurt Bailey's like a Blanchard bootleg. Like she's not good. I, <laughs> She's good in the ring. I don't buy it as a heel. Um, however, I would have barely retained. They should do the finger poke. Before people forget your point on this, were you a fan of Bailey in NXT? I preferred Bailey in NXT. It still wasn't my cup of tea, but I think her body of work was a lot better. I never really got behind the character, but as soon as the bell rang, I'm all for it. I didn't. I wasn't a fan of the Bailey buddies, but when the bell rang, big fan of Bailey. Hmm. Okay, okay. Who's your pick for this one? So, Bailey to retain. I think they should do the finger poke of doom to Sasha Banks. Um, so then you can have all that heat again and then carry it on for then Banks to probably just beat the shit out of Bailey in front of a live crowd. Mm. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stand with you guys on this one a little bit, but I'm gonna disagree partially too. I think Bailey has been absolute boring as a heel. It started off great, but it just it hasn't been working for me. Now look, the Karen haircut, I'm not going to lie. I kind of dig it. You know what I mean? I'm I'm a fan. Ba- Bailey coming out with the title, the Bailey bump, I ain't mad at it, all right? <laughs> Bailey can come out and do what she's got to do. But what I don't like is her I don't want to call it like laziness. To me, Bailey has kind of just coasted throughout this entire time period. Her finishing yeah. move. What is that thing? That driver, headlock drive. It's it does not look like what Moxley used to do. This looks garbage. You just look to give a credit ball with me. Done. I gotta give a credit though. The one match that I really loved from the last um uh, Saudi show was the Bailey match. That finish, oh my god, what a smart finish. So you're all wearing really, really long clothes. Screw it, I'm gonna use that to my like advantage. And then she beat with using like extra parts of the long clothing. I thought that was the best thing she'd done in several weeks and months. She's just been like chicken shit heel, like the whole way through, just beating people with like technicalities. Um also, I was going to say, I don't think that they can do a finger poke of doom as quickly as they've just done the Liv Morgan and like later, uh, like that thing. I think that was a finger poke of doom, wasn't it? I yeah, I, no, I knew you'd appreciate that phrase. No finger Thank poke. You very much. <laughs> that finish should never happen in wrestling again, ever, ever, ever. <laughs> I unless I, unless I, you get a towel, you got to get a towel nowadays. I get a towel. <laughs> but. Um, Somebody, somebody in the chat, Chris DeZuba brought up a good point. He thinks Nia Jax wins. He thinks Nia Jax makes a return here. Oh. Yeah, I take that. I take that. I take that. Mm. I, I think Nia could be a person who feuds with Becky Lynch. I brought that up on the uh, night one of the roundtable. Cheap plug for that if you guys want to go back and check that out. But I think Sasha wins here. I think it's Sasha Banks' time. And if everybody hates Bailey as much as we all said we do as a heel right now, you can turn her back babyface, but you need a badass beatdown. And who can do it better than mm-hmm. Sasha Banks? She Sasha to me has been kind of like, how do I want to put this? She's not the heel she was in NXT. She's kind of been like this, oh, I still like you kind of heel. Like, no, I need you to be a B word. I don't even want to say it. I need you to be mean, nasty, do something that's like vicious. They just haven't been doing it for me um, as far. I, I think the whole SmackDown women's division is kind of bleh right now. They got to figure out how to get out of this mess. 
Um, so we're going to leave that where it is. Let's talk about the next match. I'm calling this the Triple H guy match. We've got Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. Uh, once again, no question, because I have not been feeling this whole I'm the Monday Night Messiah. I think Rollins is trying way too hard still to get people to like him. I'm not feeling this. I like Buddy Murphy. Uh, AOP needed something to do. I thought it was weird. They didn't win the tag titles. We got Rollins on one hand. We've got Kevin Owens, who I feel hasn't been the same since WrestleMania. Was it 33 where him and Jericho fought? Yes. Yeah. I feel like he hasn't been the same since that match after Vince chewed them out for it. I feel like Kevin is just Kevin Owens, excuse me, has been in this kind of lull. Like, uh, I'm putting on good matches, but I'm upper mid card and I'm stuck there right now. Um, what do you guys see for this one, Kevin? Let's start with you. I, I feel like I, I feel like I kind of I, I kind of agree with what you're saying. I feel like there's been something missing from from both these guys right now. Uh, for Kevin Owens, I think he's missing some bite. I, I I just I like rooting for Kevin Owens. I like you know I like I like getting the opportunity to root for him. But he he just that viciousness that he that he used to display. You know that 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 asshole guy he used to be. I think was was leaps and bounds more entertaining. As for Seth Rollins, I just I feel like he's I don't know if it's necessarily him or it's just me. I, I've never been like a, like a huge Seth Rollins guy, so I don't know. I feel like he's just not at the top of his game right now either. Uh, I'm not really so I'm I'm kind of with you. Where I'm not really feeling this. Is it going to be a good match? Definitely. Like they're they're two really good workers, and uh, I, you know, I I, I I'm not. It's not that I'm not looking forward to it because it's going to be one of the better matches on the card. I just, yeah, I think that it could. I think that you're you're getting these two guys together, but neither of them are at the peak of their performance right now. Mm. Kurt, what do you think of this one? I'm really um, excited. Like Kevin said, both of them are at the peak of their performance, and I think this match could put them back up there. I think they could have a match where it's like, oh shit, yeah. These, these are the Rollins and Owens that we know. Um, in terms of the way I'd want it to go, I'm, I'm unsure, to be honest, because me too, again, with like what Kevin said, I preferred the Kevin Owens where he was just vicious and it was you'd hate him. You really would. And it'd be nice to see if Rollins got the win and it gets under his skin that he failed again at WrestleMania and then he goes heel. Um, I think heel Owens is a lot better, but... I'm really looking forward to the match. I think if they're both up for it, hopefully having no crowd won't be a factor. But if they go at it like they would in front of a packed out 90,000, 100,000 arena, this match could be stellar. Mr. Fowl? Hmm. So, um, yeah, like I agree with what Kevin said at the beginning of this to kind of like to kick this off, which is they're not at the peak anymore. I, in the fans' minds, if anything else even though they should be. These are two really, really great competitors and two guys who I think have kind of been lost in the shuffle. I think that's what's kind of happened is that there's nothing really been for them in particular. Like Seth's tried to do that little tag team run. Um, but I think that everything that's happened hasn't, and obviously the way that things have played out with current climate, that's not really helped them. Um, Kevin Owens, I... <laughs> I, I like. I almost feel bad for him sometimes because I think that there's so much potential there that's been squandered. Um, 
by people like Vince. And, you know, like the second he was injured, he was out. But the guy can still cut an amazing promo. The guy can still make you believe that he's good for one second and bad in the next second. And even when he carries that on, you still feel it within the whole way. And you're like, I could see why he did that thing. I'm kind of with him. And Seth's been just a bit of a damp squib. I think that he has, it's not that he's been terrible or a bad heel. He just hasn't really got that reaction. Like the reactions muddled. And after everything that happened with the fiend, no one cares. I, I personally, I don't. Um, I think that this match could, should, and could and should be match of the night. And it should be that kind of night where they go, you know what? We've got no restrictions. I mean, we don't know exactly how much influence Vince has had, but if we're getting a match with Angel Garza and Austin Theory in the beginning, you probably think he's going to be a lot more hands-off in this occasion. And I'd love to see what they can do. Um, I wouldn't like this to be like filmed as such. I'd like them to just have a match. Uh, and I think that might be some of the thing that might we might see as like a theme throughout the evening is that matches where stupid spots happen they just chop it up they just go oh we don't want to see it i want to see the whole thing i want to see what they can do and bring to this um but win wise um i'm giving it to seth rollins only because that again is the logical thing you've got someone who in the fans minds in at least Vince's mind, as a heel. Um, and then you've got Kevin, who can still play that tweener role, and he can be whatever you need him to be once we're back out of this. Um, and I think that's the that's the great thing about him. Yeah, I, I, when you said that about Kevin Owens, it made me just think, like, he he's another Randy Orton, I like to call it. Randy Orton should never be heel or face. I think Randy Orton should just be, I'm going to RKO you because I want something that you have, and there's there doesn't have to be a reason for it. He could just do it just be like, ah, I did it because I'm Randy Orton, that's why. You want some of this too? You could get it too. And that's, that's the way I think they should act when it comes down to uh, any of this. Um, that. That's why I love the prize fighter gimmick. I really loved his prize fighter gimmick because he wasn't good. He wasn't bad. He was just like, I'm fighting for my family. Like, you can all understand that. I'm going to do some bad things. I'll do some good things. And I think that you're right. Randy and him always should be in that kind of weird limbo space where you can hate them, but you can respect them. Yeah, similar to Kane. I think Kane and Big Show fell into that same thing. Too many turns, and they should have been able to do it. So, Fowl, you said you got Rollins, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Kevin, who did you who did you pick for this one? Uh, I'm gonna take Kevin Owens. Okay, I'm taking Kevin Owens. I'll go Rollins. Okay, two and two, Mister Mag. So you know what that means. You're the tiebreaker, good sir. Who you got this one? <laughs> oh, give me all the pressure. Give me all the pressure. Um, I agree with a lot of the 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 analysis that you guys have come with. I don't think these two are performing at their best. Uh, and again, I think it. It, maybe it's Vince's influence. Uh, but I will give Seth Rollins a little bit of praise. He, he was really like low down for me after the whole Fiend issue and then his, uh, his outbursts on Twitter. And I think this kind of Monday Night Messiah has, has kind of elevated him a little bit for me. I like the way that he's uh, brought uh, Buddy Murphy up with him and I like the, the, the way that uh, AOP have kind of got the rub from him as well. Um in terms of the match, I think I'm going to go with um, Owens. Vito. Just because the... <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm, I'm going to go with the 
with Owens just because the rumours are that Seth and Seth's going to be taking a break after WrestleMania, so I, I don't see the point in giving him the win if he's going to be having an extended break afterwards. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Owens. What happened to Vito? I like it. Wrong show, pal. Wrong show. I had to set up for our good friend Paul, just in case he was here. <laughs> but you made the right choice, Megs. I'm happy. Good choice. Uh, Kevin Owens is the favorite one in this one. Uh, next matchup. Let's talk about the NXT Women's Championship match. And I did not make a mistake. The current champion, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Uh to give a little background on this one, Rhea Ripley seems like Triple H's new favorite toy. She kind of took the spotlight in NXT UK. Tony Storm has been in a weird spot. I've seen some crazy takes the past couple days on Tony Storm. Mm. I still think Tony Storm is tremendous, but Rhea Ripley rose from the ashes. Not to say she's a phoenix or anything, but she rose up and she's got the spot now and she's got the twinkle in Papa H's eye. So she's getting the push with the title. And you have Charlotte Flair, who won the Royal Rumble. She's looking for a big match. You look at Bailey, been there, done that a million times. Becky, been there, done that. You could even say the same thing if it was Sasha. Been there, done that. Charlotte's faced everybody. So why not say, you know what? I want to face the best in NXT. I want to take that title from you just because I can. Uh, this is this is an interesting storyline for what they have here. My question to you guys will be, uh, give your pick for who wins this match, and has Rhea Ripley lost what makes her a badass? And is Charlotte Flair losing the top spot in the women's division now? Is it over for her? Um, let us start with Mags first. Um, do I think Charlotte Flair is losing the top spot? No, I think she's pretty much bulletproof. Um, she's, she's going to eventually break her dad's record. Uh, I think as much as we love Becca um, and we love Rhea, Vince sees Charlotte as the face of, of that division. Um, in terms of the match, well, like you said, Rhea, has, she, it's almost like she is Triple H's new favourite. She's had such a great year um, and such a great change in character, like almost going from heel to face in the blink of an eye. Um, she's... She's everybody's favorite. I, I think she's one of the the most talented women wrestling uh, wrestlers on the WWE roster, and and I think Charlotte's doing the job for her. I think Charlotte's going to uh, kind of elevate her um, in this match. So yeah, I think we're going to get a, a real win, and we're going to get a really really good women's match. Mister Fowl, we're going to go with you. Same question here. Uh, Rhea Ripley has she lost what makes her a badass? Charlotte, is she losing her spot? And who is your pick to win? Um, so, yeah, like, I, I see a very similar situation with, like, Pete Dunne, um, with the way that he's kind of been shaped and molded. I mean, if you look at Rhea Ripley from the um, the Mae Young Classic, and you look at her now, and you just put a picture of her side to side, in the space of, what has it been, a year and a bit now, 18 months since that Mae Young Classic, it's totally two different people. It's two totally different people. Mm -hmm. It's one person that was kind of unsure of what they were and their gimmick and like everything to someone who is a hundred percent sure of what they want and what they want to, and what they will have to do to do it, which I respect the shit out of. Sorry. I respect the hell out of that. Um, because I think that it's great. And I think that it's, 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 I think that it's a really good, and it's something that she can build on. Now, is she, has she lost something that's made her a bit of a badass? I think that 
she's gained a lot by she's gained a lot by oh no yeah don't don't you dare don't you dare don't let the floodgates open just yet um, uh, yeah i i think that it would be quite <laughs> i think it'd be quite cool to see her challenge you know like a champion like the way that she did i don't think she lost what made her badass i think that she's built upon it a little bit by you know by going out and like challenging the biggest dog in the yard kind of situation you know like the biggest person in the yard, like, i'm gonna go and beat you up i want you I want you to face me, uh, like, and I want that to happen. I am coming out and asking for a fight with Charlotte. Though she is still a hundred percent the face of the women's division, there is no doubt in my mind. If Vince could somehow do it so that she wins the NXT Championship, both championship, if she was the first person to hold all three belts, yeah, and he could make that happen, he would make it happen. I think that it's very interesting if Charlotte ends up winning. I think if Charlotte wins, that will be a bigger test because would that meet would would Vince would Vince allow that to happen? Would Vince allow his top star from the division to disappear down there? I don't think he'd do that. Um, but I also don't see Charlotte losing. So it's like a weird situation. I mean I would say with a, I was to make a joke there, but it's too soon. With something pointed directly to my head, um, I would say, I would say it's probably going to be Rhea, and I hope that she wins. I hope that she wins because that will do so much for her, and Charlotte wouldn't be touched by it. Like it wouldn't matter if she won or lost. Yeah, I think I think the big thing they wanted to get out of that was the Royal Rumble victory. Uh, I got Rhea for the pick as well, but I'm more interested in hearing what Mr. Kurt has to say about this. So, Kurt. It's really interesting. Like, Rhea, still somewhat a badass. You asked what she, has she lost it. She hasn't. She's just lost Shayna Baszler. And I think when you have those two going at it, it's such a, oh, shit. It's like an MMA fight. It's two people going to go at it and absolutely rip each other's heads off. And I think that's where people have lost it because Rhea is the same Rhea that she's always been before meeting Shayna. And it was just with Shayna brought that other level. Um, and that's not a bad thing. Shayna Baszler's amazing. And so is Rhea. And Charlotte, like you said, is a different opponent. She's the queen bitch. She's the bi- It's finally the bully's going to take on the top girl in, in the school, essentially. Um is Charlotte losing? No. Becky's still probably one of the faces of the company because of merch sales. But Charlotte is the one person away from Ronda Rousey that screams star power in the women's division. I'd have Charlotte win. Ooh. And, and hear me out. We, we've spoken about mm. how bad the SmackDown women's division is. So the SmackDown after Mania, Rhea Ripley goes out and rips whoever's heads off who's the champion. That way, people have been bored of Charlotte Flair. Everyone's like, oh, Charlotte, she's always in the top spot. She's always this, she's always that. So you take Charlotte back to what people loved her for, just having amazing matches in NXT. Rhea's kind of already beaten the people that there is down there. So now you have Charlotte, and whoever beats Charlotte may be Bianca Belair. Then it makes Bianca Belair. I think you don't only- even go here. Exactly. <laughs> I do now, bitch. I'm the champion. But, Somebody yeah. timestamp that for me. It's gonna be, it's gonna be <laughs> my joke. That's a gift. <laughs> but, 
I'd have, I'd have Charlotte win, and I think if whoever beats Charlotte to become NXT champion, they're a ready-made star. Beating Rhea Ripley doesn't do that. Mm. Interesting take, Kurt. I like that. And um, Mr. Kevin, it's on you. I'm, I've been waiting to hear your take. I'm interested in what you think on this one. Okay. Uh, Kurt, I'll be honest. Kurt almost made me completely switch my position. Almost. Almost. <laughs> but not quite. Um, yeah. Okay. So I, I, I do agree that I don't think Rhea Ripley's changed. I think, A, I think Kurt makes a good point that she doesn't have Shane anymore. I also think that, you know, over time – you're always going to lose a little bit of that, that edge that, uh, that made people love you. I think that that's just, I think that's on us more so than it is on Rhea Ripley. I think she's still the same person. I think that, you know, we've, we, I think she had that incredible peak moment winning the belt off of Shana that it was inevitable that she was, it was going to be a little, her impact was going to lessen a little bit after that. I still think she's great. As for Charlotte, uh, I, I'm pretty much going to agree with what everyone said. Charlotte is bulletproof is a good way to put it. I, I don't think she will ever come down from her, her pedestal, so to speak. I think that – and I also think – I think that she's someone that could lose matches and still be put right back in the top, and it's believable. You know, I, I, th- I don't think anyone's going to be like, oh, wow, Charlotte, you know, she lost such and such a match. I don't think she deserves to be at the top, or I don't think she deserves to be in the mix for a title. She's always going to be in the mix for a title. She's Charlotte Flair. And that's why I think Rhea is going to beat her, because I think it's a much bigger win for Rhea Ripley than it would be for Charlotte. I think Rhea is going to just solidify herself as a an absolute force to be reckoned with by knocking off the top, going right to the top and knocking off the top. And Charlotte will be fine. I, I I think it would well, I think it would be really great and really fun to see Charlotte go down to NXT and, and mix it up with the the likes of the NXT women's division, which is fantastic. I don't think Vince will let that, that happen. I think Vince is going to keep her on the, on the quote unquote main shows. So I think Rhea wins. I think Rhea is still a badass. I think Charlotte's bulletproof. Um, I'm I'm seeing a lot of different takes in the chat, which I respect. I'm trying to put put them all up there so everybody can see them really quick. Uh, as far as this one goes, uh, I got Rhea winning too. I think it's weird. The main thing that makes you kind of want to change your position on the picks is the no crowd aspect. They were building this up. They had uh, Rhea walking around the uh, Raymond James Stadium, walking around looking at everything, but now you're not there. So that was kind of a waste to show that video package a little bit like, well, that ain't where it is, sister. So you need to figure out what you're going to do. Right? Um, so. Can we just have her walking around the arena for the, like, the next three weeks? Going, where's the match? You ain't going to wrestle here. <laughs> where's Rhea? She's just like... <laughs> She's just outside. Just show like stock footage of her just walking around the arena for the next few weeks. Yeah, give her the championship. There you go. That's what you do with Brock Lesnar for the next time he disappears. He's just she walking lo- around looking for the match to happen somewhere. She loses by count out. Is that the wrong venue? A hundred and one. A hundred and two. A hundred So with Ripley, though, I think that they're not going to deviate from plans. I think she was going to. She was meant to get the big win here. As look, NXT is a brand you need to put your eyes on. And I'm looking at this more from the. I'm sorry, I'm bringing it up. Hashtag AEW effect. Here's your little dark order thing you guys want in the chat. All right. So when it comes to the AEW effect, I think they're trying to figure out how can we build NXT to be a bigger brand. 
Kurt brought up some good points, though. Putting Charlotte down there, maybe it'll help. We saw it Look help up, the series numbers. Uh, up, if people believe that she, Charlotte's actually going to be down there, maybe. Does it help if Rhea Ripley gets the victory and you're like, hey, this is what you need to be watching on Wednesday nights. Uh, come to USA Network. Check this out. This is the reason why. I think it's part of the salesmanship with this. So I'm going to say Rhea Ripley gets the victory here on this matchup. And gentlemen, the time has come. The WWE title match, which I think deserves the main event this show after everything that's been said and done with uh, wrestlers getting illnesses and who's replacing who. I don't want to spoil any of that for people. So, like I said, check out the previews, everything else. I'm avoiding spoilers like my life depended on it. The WWE Championship match. We have the Royal Rumble winner, Drew McIntyre, someone who I have watched bust his ass since three-man band days. All right? Like, I felt bad when that dude got de-pushed. Um, after the whole incident with his wife, Tiffany, at the time and how that all went down and he lost his whole push, then they forced him in a three-man band and he was just sinking in quicksand no matter what he did, no matter how good the matches were. Drew McIntyre wins the Royal Rumble. This is a story of redemption versus the man who always has the title around this time, uh, Brock Lesnar. Them doing these video, like, uh, tributes to matches that have already happened on Raw and SmackDown does not make me feel good because you just hear Brock Lesnar's going to WrestleMania and I'm like man that was like four or five years ago damn and I just heard the same thing the other night it's kind of <laughs> it, it was it was a bad thing I think for some of them though like you're like man four or five years ago I heard the exact same phrase from Michael Cole about he's going to WrestleMania now is Brock bad no I think he's a blockbuster attraction I think a lot of people love to see him and no offense to anybody on the roster, but most of the people on the roster, with the exception of a few, Brock Lesnar's the one guy who I'm not going to mess with in a fight. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not getting my ass kicked unless all five of us are going to be in there to try and do something. I'm not nope. messing with that, dude. I'm, sorry, I'm, leaving, I'm leaving you to it. Yeah, nope. yeah I, like, you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm cool, yeah. You spilt the drink on him. I wasn't involved. I'm out. Like. Yeah. It's an empty arena match. We're not even allowed near you. Social distancing. We're going. Like. <laughs> <laughs> we got this match set up. I'm not going to ask a question on this one. No parameters. Um, I want to get your thoughts on this one. Let us start with Kevin. Okay. So it's, 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 inter it's interesting because I am admittedly not a Drew McIntyre fan. But get out. How okay. here we are <laughs> we'll going to, we'll to the Kings. <laughs> no, I want to hear him. I want to hear him. Go ahead. So, Sorry. I, I said, but, but this story that they've been to ever since he sort of turned from, you know, being like a lack, everyone's lackey and, you know, being involved with the dogs of war, being involved with Lashley and Corbin and all that. He found himself. He's, he's, he's got the fans on his side. Now I've wanted to root for Drew McIntyre since, like he, since he left the company, I, I when he came back to NXT, I was like, wow, like this guy's getting a chance that how many people get a second chance at the WWE? It's it's rare, you know. I, and I wanted to root for him, but then they turned him and they, they turned him and heel when he got up to the main roster. And that makes sense, you know. You look at him, he looks like a bad dude, but I've wanted to root for him, and I didn't like any of his work from the time he came up from NXT till the Rumble. But that damn that Rumble was good, right? <laughs> like. Oh yeah. god damn. He when he, he like 
in retrospect, like how could anyone else have won that rumble? Like it had to be Drew McIntyre, even though I wasn't, you know, rooting for him going in. After coming out of it, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I, I just think it, I think that he's, and the story itself has done such a good job of swaying me and not a Drew McIntyre fan into rooting for Drew McIntyre. I'm I want him to win. I think it's going to be the coronation of such an incredible journey when he beats Brock Lesnar, because I think he will be Brock Lesnar. I, I I know with Lesnar, you always have to have it in your back pocket. Like they love him. They love to make, they love to have him win, but I, I think it's McIntyre's time. Yeah. The, the only thing that scares me about what you just said, Kevin was the whole last year. I said, there was no way all three get their moments uh, on my preview show. I was wrong, but the whole Brock Lesnar getting taken to Dick Kick City, like I couldn't believe it. And uh, wrestling with regret, I owe you probably a quarter for saying that. But that, like he he got low blow to taken out. He just looked like such a, a chump that night, and it was shocking to see that. Does Brock lose again? Is the weird thing. Like you got to ask yourself that question. But good points, Kevin. Kurt, what are your thoughts on this one? It has to be McIntyre. Like I think the way they've built it. Again, I use the word star power for Charlotte. I think a lot of people don't have that. But when you look at Drew, especially Drew in the past, what Drew since the Rumble, he's come across star power. I don't know if you watched the um, the promo where he's in Scotland and he's training and he just looks like an absolute gladiator. And I think the way they've built him, he's head and shoulders above anybody else that's there full-time apart from Roman Reigns. I think it's a great way to build a new start. Everybody's behind it. And to quote, I'll never forget Drew McIntyre's first promo when he left WWE. He appeared in ICW. He's talking on the mic. The place is going crazy. And he's like, I've got looks. I'm good in the ring. Got charisma. And he has got all of that. And he's just gone from strength to strength. And I'm really excited Brock's one of the best workers WWE has. Like he's fantastic in the ring. He sells better than probably anybody in the company. The way he sold that clay market in the low black Royal Rumble, I can't wait for it. Mm. Good points, Kurt. Good points on that. Uh, Foul. Um. So McIntyre is a star. Like he has. I absolutely agree with everyone i agree with you kevin um a lot for like with how this like how mcintyre has been like a lot of people very similar to ziggler you don't want to get behind him because you're like when is he going to say the wrong thing when is he going to piss the wrong person off when is that push going to disappear but this whole story has been you know the highlander here we are etc going up against the kurgan and Brock Lesnar is the freaking Kurgan from Highlander one year. Now, if you like Highlander, I freaking love Highlander. Yeah. So the fact that Drew McIntyre is literally Conor McLeod, yeah, coming down from the goddamn Highlands, yeah, swinging his sword, not his penis. We're live. Yeah. At, <laughs> yeah. But swinging it, yeah, at the head of, like, the beast. I think that this is, the, so, like, in all seriousness, yeah, what I have to say is that the way, yeah, and as Kurt said, the way that Brock has really, really given a shit with Drew, like he's really cared, almost feels like he wants him to be at that point 
to take the title off him. That specific moment that happened on Raw when um, he gave him that claymore on like the stage, and then you can see Brock going, "Look at the hard cam! Look at the hard cam! Look at the hard cam!" That Brock doesn't do that for a lot of people, and I don't think I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, he's like, look at the hog, pick up the belt, stand over me, look strong, look strong. How many people would have thought that, like, from 2019 Brock or 2018 Brock? End of 20, ever since Brock has basically come out of MMA, yeah, I feel like he's given a lot more of a shit. Yeah. Like, he truly has. Like, you know, like, the second, but I only mean it because, yeah, I don't mean it that way, but it's only because, like, he didn't have that going and i think that he didn't mind then if he lost or won i think while he was still an active ufc competitor he did not want to have a loss on his record he didn't want to have the loss in the fake game here like he wanted to still be real now i think that i love what i see from 2020 brock it's been a shame that we've seen so little of him because rumble brock was amazing the Brock from the Royal Rumble, the Brock that went in at number one, the Brock that spent half an hour to 40 minutes out there in an active competitor's like fashion. In, in the Brock dancing. Yeah, and the Brock that got taken out by bloody Ricochet and Drew McIntyre. Like, what? Like, how many people would have thought that Ricochet would be involved in the destruction of Brock Lesnar during it? Shit like that happens. And I think... That's amazing. So I really, really, really am excited for this match. And just mm. wrapping it round, I hope that Drew wins. But I feel like he will win. Mm. Mags. <laughs> yeah. <I'm... laughs> Hashtag dick spin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've said for a long, long time that uh, I think we're going to miss Brock when he finally does uh, retire from professional wrestling. He's, he's the he's the one big star attraction that WWE have and he he always comes comes out to show when he's got something to get his teeth into he's kind of like Randy Orton in that in that way when he's got a storyline and an opponent he he knows he can get invested in he he, he brings out the big guns and and he's shown that with 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 Drew the the way that the the Royal Rumble was kind of almost two rumbles in one where we had the Brock Lesnar show kind of emulating Austin uh, in nineteen ninety seven where we just eliminating everybody and then once Drew eliminated him and we got the the Drew McIntyre show and we had Brock showing that kind of that kind of like wow I've met my man in this guy and that's the kind of Brock that that elevates wrestlers and then like Fowl said we had the Claymore kick on on the the stage where. Brock was was coaching Drew to to be a star, and he's kind of putting him in that position. And I think it's building to Drew being the man, the the guy that uh, that kind of like defeats Brock. So yeah, I'm all about this a, a cracking match. It's going to be interesting to see what it's like with no fans. I think of all the matches that uh, that we've spoke about today, this one is going to be the most weird to watch with no kind of crowd reaction at Drew winning. Um so yeah that that'll be an interesting thing to see. But it's it's almost tacked on that we're getting a Drew win. So yeah it is this is literally sending the North fans home happy for me. Uh yeah and I, I, I see Drew being the man going out of WrestleMania. Mags bring up some good points. Uh I'm also going to stand with Drew when it comes to this. I think Drew's been phenomenal. I can't remember what my turning point with him was to where I said he needs to be re-signed again. I want to say it was his match in what culture, 
when they had their promotion over there, um, I really just kept an eye on Drew McIntyre. And I was like, this dude has gotten huge. His work rate has gotten better. He just, he carried himself. There was something different about him. I don't know what it's, it's that mm-hmm. it factor that people talk about. He looked like a star, carried himself like a star. Everything was just money about Drew McIntyre. And I think he's done a great job with that since then. And unfortunately we're at the end, but I got one more question for you guys. We're going to go around one time. What match are you most looking forward to on this WrestleMania 36 card? Kevin, is this counting both nights or just the matches we've talked about? You you get one match on both nights. Which one has your heart? What's got Kevin's investment? Oh, oh Christ. Um, Honestly, for me, even though it's not going to be what I think we all wanted, I'm still really vibing with uh, AJ Styles and The Undertaker. I think the promos have been good. I think that, you know, a boneyard match, whatever the hell that means, it's going to be hokey, but I also think it's still going to be a lot of fun. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a match that we've, you know, how the hell are we, how the, how the hell are we seeing an Undertaker AJ Styles match? How's that even possible? You know, it's crazy to think about. Yeah. The, Kevin, do you know what a boneyard match is? Because I asked everybody <laughs> on the uh, preview, and nobody knew. I uh, <laughs> and I'm not asking any of you three because I see the laughter going. Guys, on the other guys. Yeah, you're in a yard, and uh, there's there's bones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kevin, do you think it'll be bikes? It's so simple when you explain it. Like I think that. I think it's going to be some mix of the. T- I don't think it's going to be like straight up American badass taker. I think there's still going to be some of that mystical dead man stuff to him, but I think it's going to be more of a mix than like either character. I think it's going to be just on just a badass dude. I like it. I re- I can respect that. Kurt, one match. What, what what are you looking forward to? I think I've got to go with this. If it was in front of a crowd, I'd have said Edge and Orton just because of the pure emotion and jubilation everybody got at Royal Rumble. But not in front of a crowd. And I think, again, it'll harm Lesnar and McIntyre. So I'm going with AJ and uh, Taker just because, like, me back in, like, 2007 or whatever, like, watching AJ Daniels and Joe rip it up in the X Division. And AJ Styles was my favorite wrestler. And I was like, no way, like, this guy's so good. He needs to be WWE. And it was as if he was never going to get there. And like Kevin said, if facing The Undertaker at WrestleMania, like, the one guy that's synonymous with WrestleMania is The Undertaker. And not only that, but we're seeing The Undertaker allow him to use his real name to bring up his wife. We're getting to see a different Taker for the first time. That's it's right. where Taker gets false fed blue to <laughs> then goes to town on the show. That's a moment of, oh my god. <laughs> and that's a cool moment right there. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> see, I don't have my glasses on now, so I couldn't read it. I could I could see you all laughing. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> okay. But no, it's gotta it's gotta be the boneyard with um <laughs> With a, it's going to be the Bluetooth on a pole match. It's got to be that. Hashtag you goes back. Could, uh, it be, could it be like a buried alive match, but just more PG? That 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 was the kind of uh, addiction we came to because right up to your neck. The rule how, how beat PG can it be when you bury your bone though? Like, can it be PG? Right. This is I guess true. it's just some. 
they, when they were bringing it up, they said that uh, gr- they don't want to use the term graveyard because of file insert something good in here for me that can, we can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a boneyard match. That's a boneyard match. That's how it starts. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> Like a baby holding a rattle or a hammer. So, YouTube. So, and, and, and this match, this match schedule for one four, and just insert anything wherever you want it right now. That's the beginning of the match. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> the first uh, one to go limp off blue shoe loses. Oh, actually, actually, that would be a killer match. Actually, oh, I would God, love to God. see Jr. face off against Lawler you... in a blue shoe on a pole match. Yeah, yeah for the loses. Wow. What did you say, Jr. AJ versus Undertaker in a Bukaki match? Oh, <laughs> All right, thanks. That's the one word that is banned from this chat. You are out of here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what match um, are you looking forward to? Okay, so. Up until recently, yeah, I didn't think about the Boneyard match that much. But right now, I'm thinking, like, you know, maybe you can get that on premium. But um, I am really excited. I am moist with anticipation for The Fiend versus wow. John Cena. Yeah. My God. Because, for one, it's um, a validation for everything that The Fiend's done, everything Bray Wyatt's done. Um, also, I just think it's going to be a really interesting match. And I think it could be something that we see all the time. Like, every year you can have this kind of match. <laughs> you can have this kind of match. You can have this kind of match. That's the wrong holder. You have this kind of match here. And then uh, <laughs> you have this match. And it could happen every year. And every year, you put a little extra sauce on it, gravy, if you will. I'm not talking about the Boneyard match anymore. Talk about the Firefly Funhouse match. But um, but yeah, I'm really excited for it because like it's cool to see Cena come back. It's cool to see The Fiend trying to do something. All the other matches, I feel like I would probably put them on a pedestal of some kind, but I can't because... <laughs> because they're not going to be in front of a crowd. And you know what the worst thing is? Performing like two grown adults and there's no one there to watch it. Like, you know, yeah. there's no one there within sitting distance. Like, so, um, see that, that that's that's I like it. I like how you put Bray in kind of that new Undertaker spot that you could he could have that big match every year and you put him in it and that's something you could look forward to as a fan. Mags, what's your match that you're looking forward to the most? I'm going to go on a totally different tangent um because there's no crowd and there's going to be no kind of fan interaction um, i'm i'm going to be looking at um we're going to look at, at the in ring um skill more than any more than ever for a wrestlemania to be fair so i'm i'm, I'm actually most happy for sammy Zayn versus daniel bryan i think that them mm-hmm. two are going to put on an absolute banger of a match and i think it's it's oh it's God. the sleeper match of the of the all weekend for me Mm, that's a good question too. Um, I, I brought that, that will make everyone gush. You gotta bring a towel. I, I'm already dripping for it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Conrad. <laughs> any children who happen to be coming by during the middle of this, I apologize to your parents, your family, and your grandmothers and grandfathers who are dealing with this. But you know what? We're dealing with a crisis right now. We don't just realize what time this is in the United States. You've done the wildest, probably, roundtable I've ever done in history. So, congratulations. You guys can wear that as a badge of honor. But 
the reason I brought you guys all together here today was for a specific reason. One year ago, Brain Buster Radio started. And I know that everybody wasn't initially a part of it, including me, myself, and some others. But I think it was very important. So I do want to give a shout out to um, Wilf, number one. Uh, Wilford did start all of this. So Wilf, if you're listening, thank you. I appreciate you uniting us. And I thought it was important that we all got together just to share some laughs. I, I know this sounds like some Thanksgiving family type stuff, but I am thankful for all you guys. Uh, big shout out to Paul. Paul, I've the show with Mags a bunch of times. And uh, Paul has been somebody who is greatly appreciated. And I wanted to give him a shout out. And everybody at Ringsiders as well. Uh, those dudes bust their ass. They do a lot of great work with Kurt as well. Um, happy. So I wanted to make sure that everybody who took part in Brain Buster Radio, including a lot of the fans. I saw Zachary Shiloh in the chat before. He was a big fan of Brain Buster Radio. Uh, a lot of you guys, you came in, you listened to us. So thank you for that. I know it's been a wild year. We had the ups and downs with it. But in the end, we're all still friends. Fuck it. We still support each other. No matter what endeavors. I know some people, uh, Mags is going to some smart to death radio shows. I saw that was very cool. Reverb is still happening. Everything pro wrestling is still happening. Kurt's Angle Pod has been doing some tremendous interviews. And Foul has been killing it as far as the book of Ivan did. Foul has also been there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like, am, am I like the guest star now? Am I like the like you go through all the main cast and it's like he's the murderer? I'm like, that's no, the guest star. No. <laughs> uh, uh, you're not the murderer because you would get caught because there'd be a moist trail left behind. I had a snail. I'm just very excited all the time. Just very excited. Guys, I think what would end up happening is could, and, uh, could be the murderer. I tell you. Please. So, Kevin, we'll start with you. We that that's how we started. Let's end the same way. Kevin, please plug your show, your blog, everything, man. Man, uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for having all of us on. This was this is great. This is always great when when the gang gets together and you know shoots the shit. Always fun. You can find me on Twitter at Kevin C Wrestling. You can find me at Wrestling Re. You can find me every Friday on Wrestling Reverb. Alongside Josh, although you know Josh is whatever. Uh, um, you can find my blog at I, I It's been you know, me. I've been trying to get more involved, more, more churning more shit out, but uh, it's been tough. You know, there's a lot of shit going on, but uh, you know, we're, we're gonna get more content out there for sure. Uh, but yeah, keep listening to Reverb. Keep listening to all these guys' shows. Um, they're great. They're they're great. Uh, this is a great group of people. Kurt. So yeah, you can still find me at Ringsiders Pod. Due to the pandemic, I'm not being on there as much. So Callum and Jamie are doing some fantastic stuff. So I still head over there. Um, yeah, Kurt's Angle Pod. That's a thing now. Um, corny name. I know. Let's go with it. <laughs> the amount of times that somebody's promoted that. I've, they've got an interview with me, and everyone's like, wait, wait, and then they just realise, oh no, it's just some guy called Kurt, and you're not being interviewed by Kurt Angle. <laughs> yeah, I can't complain, but nah, you can find me at Kurt's Angle Pod, I've got some, a lot of interviews coming up, uh, my videos that'll be up on YouTube are now being streamed to Turnbuckle TV, that's going to be happening here in the UK, and yeah, I should be joining Mags very soon on another network um, with Chairshot. We're working on that at the moment. Uh, so I should be debuting on there shortly with Kurt's Angle Pod. 
And that's some breaking news. I've not said that anywhere. The only oh, person that knew was Mags, who I've been talking to, and, of course, Greg, um, who just emailed me. That's who I was looking at. But, yeah, um, Kets Angle Pod, you can check that out. I've got a great interview coming up shortly with Nathan Cruz. Ooh. Make sure you guys okay. check that one out. Mr. Foul. Foul got everybody onto the craziness in this stream. Foul, tell the people where they can find you and what you got coming up. So I'm waiting outside like a council house now, big I'm not, not. So you can find me uh, um, on the Twitters um, at foul underscore original. I'm also um, recently started putting out a, uh, a documentary series on WWE video games. So if you go check that out, um, I've started all the way back from the Commodore 64, Micro League Wrestling, and then I'm going the whole way through, um, all the way through to now. Just to let you know, there will be 72 episodes of this shit. So get on it now, yeah. Like, uh I've got a whole plan for it. Um, and also, you can check me out. Um, I've just re-upped my Podbean subscription, so you will be seeing some, or, well, you will be hearing some more stuff from me. Um, I'm going to be popping out some of that stuff um, on a regular basis. Um, and also, come and check out fouloriginal.com. Um, I'm putting articles and stuff on there. I can read now. So you can go and you can go check that out. Uh, and like, what are the, what kind of, what are the I know. I just I learned one of the that skills that I learned. That's a lot of the podcast. D during, during all of this time, I've also been learning like stuff. I learned how to read. Like, it was really hard. Yeah. Especially the book I got myself because I can't even, I don't know how I ordered it. But anyway, um, you can also check out youtube.com slash foul original wrestling. I'm looking to try and get to 5,000 subscribers as soon as I can. I wanted that to be my mania. Um, we're very close. So I'd love it if you come check me out. Um, and weekly wrestling recap will be happening at some point when I figure out how the hell to do that again. Thanks. Foul, amazing, amazing. Thank you, sir. Uh, Mags, please plug away whatever yes. you have going on. Mags has a million podcasts. He's very popular around that, the world. Listen, I don't have, I don't have that time. Is very serious. I don't agree with it. Uh, first, <laughs> thanks for this uh, this opportunity. It's been so much fun. It, it may be the, the single best and worst podcast I've ever been on. Uh, Foul, you're, you're just deplorable. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, firstly, go, on, <laughs> go and check out all these guys' content. They're absolutely uh, killing it. Uh, I make a, a point of, of um, kind of pushing these guys to and, and getting them more listeners, and yeah, they absolutely deserve it. If you if you feel like listening to me, you can do on. Uh, I currently have three of my own podcasts. That's uh, uh, why we watch. Where I speak to wrestling fans and creators about why they got uh, involved in this wacky sport of people. Uh, Fighting in their underpants. Um, then I've also got a UFC podcast, which I do with my son, where we review UFC events. Um, and then I've got Badlands with my podcast wife, Mr. Paul Tolley, um, where we discuss the Mount Rushmore's of, uh, of wrestling. And uh, we have a different guest on every week, and we have a different uh, main topic. Yeah, and it's just a lot of fun. I'm also involved in a, a fourth podcast. Uh, don't crucify me for this. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm part of a, a team called Talk at the Table where we just come together every every fortnight or so and we just um, give a rant about what's pissing us off about the world of wrestling. Uh, I'm generally a, a kind of a 
upbeat person when it comes to wrestling. So it's fun to have that kind of bitch and mourn. Uh, that's with Matt Willis and uh, Conrad Newton. So, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Dave Kirby. You'll find links there for, for all my stuff. And, yeah, I'd love talking wrestling. So come and give me some, uh, something to debate with. I'll talk wrestling all day long with you. So, yeah, come and check me out. Gentlemen, I appreciate you guys. Now, if you're looking to find them, I made it pretty easy for you guys. In the description below, you can find a link to all of their Twitter pages. Make sure you give them a follow. If they're on YouTube, give them a subscribe. These guys definitely deserve it. Cream of the crop. Uh, shout out to everybody from night one, night two. WrestleMania is going to be tremendous. I know it's not the greatest thing right now that's happening in the world. and you're kind. Of, some people seem like they're down on wrestling a little bit. But as wrestling fans, this is what makes us all unite. And this is the perfect reason to celebrate with each other. Uh, I appreciate you guys coming on, man. I really do. Uh, I love all of you guys, everybody part of Brain Buster Radio. I wish you guys nothing but uh, prosperity in all of your podcasts. And I want you guys to do very well with whatever you do in the world. So thank you guys so much for coming on the show today. Have a good one. No, thank you for having us, man. It's been great. Yeah, thanks, dude. Dude, this has been fun as hell, man. It's been really fun. Thank you so yeah. much for everyone popping in as well. Thanks for us, but we're probably going to get invited back. <laughs> yeah, not before good. not before the U.S. watershed, I think. Not again before the watershed. They don't have a watershed there, do they? That's, that's what we forget. This is in the U.K. on TV right now. You can see some stuff. Yeah, like uh, this is like this is a different time. <laughs> Hashtag mode. <laughs> Folks, remember. Enjoy WrestleMania, and make sure you stay moist. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs>